0: When you're about to enter the Sea of Trees, the rough translation to the sign posted prominently at the entrance says, life is precious. Things given to us by our parents. One more time, let's calmly think about our parents, siblings, and children. Don't be troubled by yourself. Please confide in someone. Today, your historians of The Haunted explore the aura, enigma, perplexing realities of the Oki Gahara forest, the suicide forest. Join us as the Something Perplexing podcast looks at the sea of trees. My name's Issa. I'm Patty. And my name is Khalid. Hello, people. <laughs> I was
1: going to go like, my name is Khalid. <laughs> but I, I I didn't do it. Oh
0: wow! <laughs> it. No, you, you did. You no, did. you did do it. You, you did kind of still it. do it.
1: You did,
2: yeah. Oh. oh.
0: oh. Okay. <laughs> it it was weird looking into <laughs> this topic <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> our our podcast and the exploration of things that we do it definitely perplexing, you know. But just just for the three people that listen besides us, we don't have anything, uh, yeah, anything but direct reverence for the type of mental illnesses that, you know, lead to somebody considering taking their lives. Yeah. We're looking into the suicide forest right now. We're looking into that sea of trees because it is one of the most haunted places on the planet. I hear like, um, so one of the articles I had read, right? It is the location of the most suicides In the in the world, and then I read another article and it said it was number two after the Golden Gate Bridge. Apparently the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, so apparently Golden Gate Bridge might be number one.
2: But I think they don't they wouldn't know that because they don't release numbers for the Okigahara uh,
1: Forest.
0: Oh, they, don't, they eh? stopped
2: They stopped releasing numbers, I think, like in two, the early 2000s. 2010,
0: mm-hmm. I think, was uh, maybe the last one I, I, I was able to maybe.
2: see. Maybe,
0: yeah. When I was looking into where the uh, actual names start, right, I read this article by uh, Jennifer Henderson, Sea Trees, and she was basically the suicide forest phenomenon really started in the 60s with a story of unfulfilled love. The mm-hmm. book "Tower of Waves" by Saiko Matimoso. Matsumoto. I gonna, I, Matsumoto. Matsumoto. I'm gonna butcher all names. Like I butcher normal yeah. English names. So yeah.
2: the A Japanese couple, title is "Kuroi Jukai." I don't know if I'm saying that right, but
0: yeah. yeah. And the, right to me. from from time that story had hit around 30 people yearly committed suicide in that particular forest. Now, the forest itself, the geography of this place, it, like, built to be a horror movie, right? So nestled idyllically along the northwest flank of Mount Fuji, 14 square miles of forested mystery. Now, apparently, the forest had first formed when the Mount Fuji went off, right? And it had, like, a a bunch of lava rocks all through the forest. And those lava rocks, super porous, so apparently they absorb sound. And then on top of that, the trees and the forest itself so densely packed that it hard for wind and it hard for anything to actually pass through. So the actual forest itself is just eerie, quiet, creepiness I've been to some forests man, but you know that one does not sound like you're walking through razor sunshine you know Mm -hmm. does not feel like that at all Mm -hmm. but it is considered one of the most haunted locations in Japan one of the other names for it is the Purgatory of Uri and um Hikers, here's some of these. One of these articles i had read. Hikers have often seen operation, uh, ghosts as well as heard the howl of a yuri on the wind. Some have reported objects moving and seeing shadows amongst the trees. And spiritualists say that the trees themselves are filled with energy accumulated from decades of suicide.
2: I believe yeah. that. And, I believe that. Yeah.
0: And then. I was reading like when if this thing have like some type of haunted vibes that when when did this first start kicking off right? So the forest itself is over a thousand years old, and one of the first stories they had to lead to the forest actually being a haunted place, they used to take elders like and then walk them into the forest and be like, you know, what things kind of tough right now. You are going down, but not going down quick enough. I'm going to leave you in this forest, (laughs) and you're going to do your thing, (laughs) and I am out. And they would leave elder family members. And, dude, I'm sure this was, like, just a harsh reality for some small farming communities, and they would genuinely do it, you know? But, yeah, leave elderly people in the forest, man, and just say.
2: And sick. The elderly or the sick?
0: Elderly and the sick. And say, right. see ya, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I read some stories on that. That's, that's you know, crazy.
1: And there was a, a story, a poem that somebody had written about that. You want to hear it?
2: Yeah, please.
1: Okay, it goes it goes this. It's about a, a, a man walking his mom into the forest, basically had her on her back and walking her in. And she would reach her hands up and pull twigs down. And the oh. twigs were basically to leave as a trail, so the son could find his way back out. So it goes like this. Oh. Uh, in, the, in the depths of the mountain, whom was it for the aged? Mother snapped one twig after another. Heedless of herself, she did so for the sake of her son. So, you know, she knew yeah. what was happening. Yeah, Damn. Oh. Was like, I, You have to like, oh, you man. have to
2: consider that in Japanese culture, It's not about the individual and the independent, but the, you know, the one person, it's about the collective group. And that's more important than any one individual. So for some families, that's the ultimate sacrifice for them to do that for their family so they can have a better life. But it's just how Japanese culture works. It's not so much about my needs and me. It's it's the
0: group. Yeah, and like in business too, right? Like in all things with regards to Japanese culture, it have that huge kind of group mentality to it, mm-hmm. you
2: know? Which is good and bad, right? I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think yeah. it's good. I think it's but I mean like, you know, like one of the things, and I know Patty you're gonna dive into it, but like one of the little brief things I'd see was like the expectations of people, uh, you know, with regards to like accomplishments within that that particular culture. It is high. It is really, really high, and the pressure is up there, which is insane. I guess, like, in anywhere, you have the ability to say, you know, F you, I don't care about my family and stuff like that, you know? But I guess it's different. It's different culturally. Mm -hmm.
1: There was a movie about this, you know, about the Japanese culture back in, like, the 80s. I forgot the guy who played on Batman. Um in the in the 80s what's his name again
2: george clooney michael no keaton?
1: michael keaton uh-huh. michael keaton michael keaton i was gonna and say adam sees... west no no <laughs> and he was in a movie where they were building cars and you see the japanese culture and how dedicated they are and oh how much bro emphasis i, put into I that, remember that cars. show dude
0: what's the name of that movie that was, that was a movie. required watch for business class dude you, yeah, you, yeah you see the dedication
1: to... that the japanese had for work oh, and shit. they like the americans didn't do didn't do it right you know and they had to teach the americans how to do things and there was a culture clash between them gung ho yeah man gung i've ho.
2: never heard of that movie
1: love it you gotta watch it and love the ending
2: oh wow got
1: as a must, must watch must watch
2: it's ron howard Gun. yeah i'll check i'll look for it
0: gung ho. yeah no it, it it was decent man Anything Michael Keaton yeah. do though is like kind of awesome. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. So good. Did you guys see the one? You, you, no, for real. I'd like to be talking about depression and suicide. You ever see Clean and Sober with Michael Keaton? No. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
2: Heavy. Ah. It sounds heavy.
0: No. So heavy. Was he depressed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. True. But he was, uh, it was more about addiction and, um, you know, then depression and suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. It was more about addiction, but this place, in terms of the sea of trees, like I tell you, the more I look at it, I, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like somewhere haunted. I don't know if it's the nature of the country. One of the things I'd look at, right. Like just in terms of, cause I, you know, I try to look for, I look in for the aliens, right? So I look at all <laughs> over the aliens right i look at all over for, for you know some kind of stupid and i don't know man okay. it have like oh <laughs> yeah and have a, a lot of this that genuinely one heartbreaking and then two like about culture and about the culture of the japanese people one of the things that kind of freaked me out right was august 12th 1985 they had this flight Right, Japan Airlines flight 123 and they flashed in and they crash around Mount Osutaka. Um, 520 deaths. Wow, yeah, four survivors. It is the deadliest single aircraft accident in history. I so over 509 people dead now. The thing that just freaked me out with it was this. When you go to like Google Maps and you, you look at the the like the route from um the sea of trees from the entrance point of the uh Oki Gahara forest and the mountain to where that take, that took place, it is like one straight line and the road itself, it looked like a, a question mark if you don't like measure it and it's like mm-hmm. literally like 68 miles 69 miles away it is like right to the other side um, so they're on the northeast area from mount fuji so it's not on the other side of mount fuji but they have like this other park like just a couple of miles away from it called um the Chichibu Tama tamakai national park and that one took place right above there, almost like that whole area just kind of like freaked out. And it's like all these big, huge national parks in between the two. Yeah, and that one kind of catch me off guard. Right? I was like, "Well, yeah. okay, it probably have nothing to do with the other." <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Just, even,
2: I didn't know about that. So that was that's interesting.
0: Yeah, it was just like something weird in that region. Over five hundred and twenty people, man, and then two seconds. Oh. Away is this park where everybody go in to end their life, and it's weird too. If you end in your life, like, and I I know a couple of folks who talk to me about the idea that they wanted to end things, right? And and they didn't do it, but <laughs> the the when they discuss it, it is like a a, a romantic idea, like. You would say, oh, I, you know, man, before I was about to do it, laid my suit out, had my tie together, pressed my shirt, had everything laid out on the bed, because when I go, that's how they want me to dress. I, I want them to dress me. Had my particular cufflinks out, you know, had everything together before I uh, was about to do it. And it was like, you know, with the the mountain having that reputation, and then it just growing that reputation, I don't know how much of it become that romanticized idea. And it's weird for me to describe suicide as a romanticized idea. I don't know, but...
1: Romeo and Juliet,
0: bro? You're yeah. Oh! I
2: think they, uh, um, they made it romantic. The idea that you're doing it really for other people. It's, its you You become a burden and you want to ease the load. That's That's a very giving you know, thing. Cause yeah, I right. think that's that, that misconception that people that commit suicide are selfish or whatever, that's vs. That's usually I think when people are doing it is because they feel like they don't have anything to contribute. They're not, uh, they're just not, they're a burden pretty much. Right. So it's not, and I'll talk about another, um, there's a book and it was actually released on July 4th. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, today's.
2: We're filming on July 4th. We're taping on July 4th, Ooh. everyone. That's what Happy
0: 4th of July, America! Yeah. In
2: 1993, <laughs> uh, the American name of the book is A Complete Suicide Manual, and it was yeah. written by somebody called Wataru Surumi, and I'm sorry if I'm slaughtering that name. And in the book, he says that the forest is a perfect place to die, and it even provides instructions on how to find that perfect spot. He provides in the book descriptions on 11 different types of suicide and then he assesses each one on things like how much pain the person's going to be in how the body's going to look uh, how much effort is needed to carry that out so the author for this particular book said that he was not encouraging suicide in any way but rather just providing a manual it's there and that book has actually been found among the abandoned possessions of various of the visitors it's something that's kind of like the catcher and the ryan serial killers i guess this is uh, that version but it has that romanticism where it's like the perfect place to die you know what i mean Mm. um so absolutely yeah i think i think there is some romanticism to it and like khalid said romeo and juliet
0: Uh, uh,
1: anthony and uh, cleopatra you know they they romanticize these things and i mm -hmm. can
0: It's it's great. Like I I was reading about that book, and it was like, yeah, and like they find that book on a bunch of folks.
2: Yeah, there was one. I think the third one that he discusses. I forgot what they call it, but it's pretty much when you throw yourself out of like a window. And I was like, what? I didn't know that was like a common suicide method, but I guess it is. I
0: didn't. I did not ever thought of it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Fancy
1: name for that.
2: I forgot that no. name. I forgot what Dude,
0: they call it. We're just going to say there, but
1: Dude, There was a um back when you were talking about UFOs in Mount Fuji back uh-huh. in March 10th, Ooh! 2019. UFOs? Right, there was this There was this odd shaped cloud circulating over Mount Fuji. You ever seen that one? No. UFOs. That I does
0: look like a, a UFO. I not that about it, though. Like, yeah, that's what you were like, talking like, what about.
1: The hell I sent you the link, so if you guys want to check it out on, on your Instagram, your uh, WhatsApp, it's in there. There's a video you see circulating. So people thought it was a UFO, but then scientists came in and were like, no, guys, sorry. It's just, just the, the mountain and the wind flow, and they made it all scientific and boring. No, man, it was a UFO hiding in that ship. Yeah. Cloud.
2: That does
0: look like That's a UFO in a cloud, yeah. Does. For sure. It is like definitely that. a UFO. For I mean, 100%. That's a squid. 100% a squid is driving that UFO. A squid is definitely uh, at least an octopus. Japanese like squids. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's main staple of their God. dish.
1: I do love right. some me some octopus and squids. Yes. So
0: do I. Now I'm hungry. I'm
1: with the Japanese
0: on that. And like I just I, I, like let me just ask before we get back to serious. Let me just ask because I tell you I'd watch the uh, ancient Aliens episode on haunted places, right? And they mentioned the suicide forest. It was one of the first topics on this particular episode that they had. And the logic referencing the forest to aliens, I tell you, it was so stupid. It was so, it was so loose. <laughs> and it was like some PhD JD dude who was like describing it. And he was like, because the mountain touches the sky and the aliens live in the sky, the aliens are causing the <laughs> killing. I was like, wow. I was like, awesome. I was like, holy shit, that make no sense. Mm. No, you That guys- was just a
2: way to get to point A, from, to point B from point A, just like any which way, just get there, you know?
0: I just don't understand why the aliens would need to, you know, have people kill themselves. I don't no. understand. Like, the aliens, no. aliens. we all know aliens like to mess with people every now and yeah. then. They like to mess with things. And they like cows. Mm-hmm. They and like, they cows. like <laughs> And they like cows. And it's like, yeah, it seemed like they're going out of their way to mess with people on a haunted level. I think if it have, like, something haunted, that's a whole different story. Yeah. I, I, I wish it had aliens in play. It ain't got no aliens in play in this uh, sea of trees, man.
2: Mm-mm. I don't think man. so either. I think it's just pure home, pure human emotion.
0: <laughs> how and that, so, Patty, and, you, and you're looking into it, like how that pure human emotion influenced by, by that particular culture so, on the East side?
2: There's a lot. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of give you an overview because if not, we'll be here all day. But it, I think the most important thing to know is that in Japan, suicide doesn't really carry the same stigma that it does in other countries. And in some ways, suicide in Japan is oftentimes even viewed as honorable. It's somebody taking action to help the family, the unit. Um, and sometimes, like I said, you may feel like a burden. We'll talk a little bit about isolation too. Uh, there's also no history of Christianity in Japan, so in Japan, suicide is not considered a sin.
0: Oh, for real? Eh?
2: For real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not like here where we're like, oh, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell. That's not a thing in Japan. That's not at all how they view that.
0: That is that is not just like a Christian thing. That is like on You know that that's like a serious tenet in the Muslim community as well. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm not too sure too much among Hinduism, but like mm-hmm. Christ- Christianity and uh, the Muslim religion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the, yeah, uh, Taking your the life as a religion, I'm sure. Yeah,
2: that's not how the Japanese yeah. do it at all. Um, oh, wow. Also, yeah, it, it's also important, I think, to know that in Japan, it's not the norm to discuss mental health issues openly. Uh, and then those few that actually do end up opening them up, opening up that they're feeling this way that they have these mental health issues. Uh, what will usually happen with them is they're prescribed psychotropic meds, but that does not that's usually not accompanied by counseling. So pretty much they're like, here's some medicine, go take it. Uh, hmm. Japan does not have the highest suicide rates in the world by any means, but it is considered odd for Japan to have the high rates that it does have because it's seemingly a happy and peaceful country. And it's also a very high rate in comparison to other industrialized countries. So that's important to know. It's not the highest. I think sometimes we think, oh, it's the highest. It's not, but it is high when you compare it to other countries that are like it. So I mentioned earlier that in Japan, the unit, the group is more important than the individual. And that takes a toll on people as well. But let's talk about the history of suicide a little bit. I'm not going to dive too deep. So the first thing, and it was from the 1100s, I think, to the 1600s, was seppuku. And if you've seen the Ronin movie, you know what I'm talking about. It's a ritual suicide performed by samurais. Oh,
0: Um, all right, I remember that. Right. And that
2: was viewed as an honorable act. Um, And even though that doesn't in in that form exist, some people still consider suicide to be an honorable act. Then there's Ubasute, which is what you talked about when you would take a sick or an elderly family member to a remote area and you would leave them there to die. Shinju is kind of the Romeo and Juliet thing. Uh, it refers to group suicide by people who love each other. Typically, we're talking about couples, but sometimes it does include families. So sometimes you might have a mom and dad and kids. Uh, where in the US, we would probably consider that a murder-suicide, they consider it suicide. So the thought process in that, is that those members are going to be united in the afterlife. And when we're talking about couples and shinju, it's usually if the couple for some reason is not accepted by the families or the communities or they defy the, the norm, right? So that's hmm. usually when that happened. And that's uh, usually called lover's suicide. There was a playwright, Man, Man, I don't want to say the name because I'm going to slaughter it, but Manzaman Chikamatsu, um, and from the 1600 to the 1700, he actually wrote a ton of plays uh, celebrating those stories. And it typically was lovers that their union was not approved by their parents. And so they would go ahead and commit suicide in order to, to not defy their parents, but still be together. So again, it's not even so much about us. It's not like, let's run away together. Let's, let's commit suicide so that we're not defying our parents, but we can still be together. In the 1990s, it's, suicide a lot of times is, goes hand in hand with economic issues. So in the 1990s, Japan's economy really suffered. There was a lot of people lost their jobs. And so through the 90s, the suicide rates in Japan began to spike. And even through the 2000s, that, that was a number that kept increasing. And the ones that were really affected were the elderly, people that were out of work, and people that were overworked um i think it was interesting and you might find this interesting Issa. when it comes to suicide in japan insurance companies are will pay out it's they don't you know i know that in the u.s if you commit suicide they don't pay out in japan they do so if somebody's in a financial struggle Whoa. those their family will still get that money and then be able to pay that off and have money for themselves
0: dude i still not going to disturb your flow but
2: I, no it's fine I have Go ahead. to tell you uh-huh. this
0: article new york times Uh july 15th 1999 the whole topic was in japan mired in recession suicide soul yeah and it was all about like and they mentioned the suicide forest they mentioned it was like the last time they do their annual sweep. They had like seventy-three bodies found, and then it was like around now. They had like it had boost up during the the recession, and every time around March at the end of the fiscal year, that is when they would find like the most bodies.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, suicide has a direct correlation with economic and financial struggles, not just in Japan but everywhere. Um, I think isolation too is a big one but economic is is major is a major factor that oftentimes will deal to will we'll end up will result in suicide okay. yeah um then most recently is kind of like a kind of scary trend where people are meeting online on forums and they're making suicide packs and the thought process behind that is that these individuals that are strangers are going to come together in the afterlife if they commit suicide at the same time during doing the same thing so in the same manner and that's kind of a trend that's been picking up unfortunately uh i wanted to bring up something called hikimori and hikimori it's predominantly a japanese issue but it does happen in other places and it's a type of social withdrawal It does impact mostly men and it's pretty much when people refuse to leave their homes and they'll isolate themselves for at least six months. I found the number in 2010 and I was blown away by how high the number was in Japan. There were 700,000 people in 2010 living as Hikimori and the average age was just 31 years old. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we talked about the books, you talked about the novel. Um, And those were things that kind of romanticized the whole idea of going to to the forest to commit suicide. And so they have not released the number of suicides in the forest, uh, I think, since since 2010, because they're trying to kind of take the appeal away from it. But the highest number that I found reported was in 2004, and that was 108 bodies that had been recovered. Wow. Uh, Recently, it does seem that Japanese uh, citizens and government officials are trying to make strides in unstigmatizing, discussing mental health issues and suicide. So in 2009, the Japanese government did announce some policies that were created to prevent and decrease suicide. There was a couple of things, but among them, one was expansion of unemployment insurance and then also assistance for economically disadvantaged family. I found this um, fashion and art movement, which I thought was really cool. It's yeah. called Yami Kawaii, which literally translates to dark cute. So Yami means dark kawaii means cute and it also correlates to mental health issues and kind of the darker topics of life so it looks like you would probably in your head be like oh it must be like kind of like a goth aesthetic it's not it's super like cutesy like it'll have like pastels but then it has elements that kind of point to self-harm so it'll have things like guns syringes some people wear bandages wrapped around the wrists and it sounds kind of grim and morbid but it's actually a way for them to express themselves and to bring these things out into the forefront and into the light Mm. um so it's a form of self-expression for people that might be feeling a certain type of way that it's not necessarily culturally encouraged to feel or talk about and i also think that it kind of unifies people because when you see someone dressed like that you may think hey we're in the same boat i'm not alone Uh, And then it also carries there's Yami Kawaii music, there's Yami Kawaii, like there's I think it all began with some kind of like, I don't know if it's a cartoon or just an art thing. I don't remember the name of it. But yeah. And then this year, the Japanese government appointed a guy named Tetsushi Sakamoto as the country's first minister to loneliness. And so in his position, he is supposed to assist in reducing isolation among the population. Um, And that's probably as a result of the spikes in suicides from July to October last year during the COVID pandemic, so there's a big um, in Japan. Sometimes isolation is viewed as a positive thing for people, like you're you know you're not bothering anyone, and so now we have the internet, which we know isolates people even more, and so that that's a big thing. So the isolation and the economic struggles.
0: Whoa. So when yeah. you mentioned that guy. The 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 position. I didn't realize it was this year, because like year. holy crap! And like I see that headline, and I remember just seeing the headline on the um on the phone, and just perusing through the article real quick, and it was like, oh wow, they they have like a, a dude to deal with depression. And I mean, I think and- it's gonna that? be
2: yeah, it's gonna take a lot of undoing. Something that culturally has been there forever. I don't know that. You know i don't know how much progress is going to be made uh but it does seem like there is some progress at least they're trying right um to bring things yeah. into a forefront
1: i remember oh, yeah. an article that had or a news story they had about japanese men somebody did an art project about it they would go to work work their asses off then they would be in their suits with the briefcase go get drunk and you see them sitting in the corners of a street against the wall fully in their suit with their briefcase, just passed out drunk because I guess life is hard because they're working their asses off.
2: I've read too that Native Americans have a, a very high rate of suicide uh, because of the isolation because they're kind of put away into a corner and they're not really part, I mean, they're part of their community, mm-hmm. but they have this money thrown at them. They they don't have they don't feel like they have a lot of, of purpose. And so they'll start drinking a lot. Um, they'll start getting, I know with younger Native Americans, tattoos are a big thing. So they have a bunch of tattoos, but their suicide rates are also high. And I just think it's it's kind of comparable in that isolation factor of it. Mm. But yeah, and no, and Japanese culture does put a lot of stress on success. You know, like they, I mean, I think mo- a lot of cultures do that, but I think they're really heavy on it. Um, that's um,
1: though. You know when that started? Was it like were they,
0: were they
2: always know.
0: like that or was it like after say World War II when they I don't know. You, you know what Canadian. though? You know the big the big difference, like like I see in terms of like how the Japanese view success and the Americans view success. This is like and I I could be wrong, but this is my interpretation of it, right? Mm-hmm. So in America is, you know what? Work your ass off, earn shit, beat your competition and gain you know if you want to be lazy be lazy dude your come your competition gonna gonna wipe you out and we're gonna get ahead bust your ass work beat the person next to you get ahead you know and is this idea the competition i feel like in japanese culture it have like this kind of impression that you don't work hard you don't do this you dishonor your family
2: yes Absolutely. I don't I don't feel
0: like America have that dishonor thing. You know no, what I mean? America's like, you know, beat somebody because jump in your race. But it's yeah. Like, and really whenever demonic. you
2: dishonor your family, you go into isolation to hide so that other because they they're so focused on what their peers think of them. And so then that that's just it's a downward spiral, man.
1: Yeah, man.
0: That's crazy. Woo. That's some heaviness right there.
2: Yeah, it was, it was really fascinating, um, but definitely it, it was, it was heavy.
0: <laughs> it blew me away the most when you mentioned specifically about the fact that it's not considered a sin, you know, and it, like no. no way in society, like it considered yeah. like a bad thing,
2: just so no, weird. But it's odd because there's a stigma with mental health, but there's not really a stigma about suicide. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like if you have mental health issues, you're a burden, like to society. Like you're weak and 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 you're, you know, it's honorable that you killed yourself. That's, I mean, that's a terrible thing to say, but it's almost like that.
1: Because yeah. I, I know after like the reconstruction time of, of uh, after World War II when they dropped the bombs and I think it was General McCarthy or whatever had to go in there and develop the country again. They had that strong work ethic they put in there. He, he developed, I think, that really pushed them to out surpass anybody in development. So you know it really got emphasized back then, I think.
2: That makes sense.
1: The work yeah. ethic. Yeah. That makes
2: sense.
1: But my God so so many people have gone into that that forest and they've they've seen so many so many things. I I feel like I would go there during the day. I d I don't know about staying the night. I don't know <laughs> that that brave to stay the I just night.
2: feel like there has to be such a like a just a sad Feeling in there, and those people that work that they do the rounds to find people. I can't even imagine doing that job,
0: dude. We didn't we didn't talk about that. So in in the Sierra trees, it have the level of suicides to the point where they actually have suicide cleanup crews. They have, and let me know what you guys find because on just on this spot, they're just so crazy. They have is like a volunteer group, man. It's like they would have this particular group. People would volunteer. You would go in there. I think from what I recall, it would be like maybe twice a month. They would like try to go in and look for dead bodies. And this was like a popular Ooh. thing in the forest. This was like a volunteer group. Look for dead bodies, or also
1: talk to people camping out there to talk to them and try and you know convince yeah. them to leave.
2: Yeah if you watch the there's a vice documentary on youtube it's only 20 minutes long it's it's fairly short it's one of the guys that does that and then he actually finds somebody camping out in a tent he's like are you okay are you okay they don't show the guy they just show him talking to him um but you do see a lot of a lot of morbid things and how he's able to find them because sometimes they'll leave like tracks in case they change their mind in order to get out because they don't commit suicide on the path that's laid out for hikers and stuff. They go off onto the sides. It's dense. I mean, you said it earlier. It's very dense. It's very thick.
1: Yeah, I was doing some research on, on that, on those stories, because pretty much they're all the same. Are, are you done with your section, Patty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But there's so many stories of people going in there and finding bodies. The most, I guess, infamous one right now that we know about, is our boy, um, uh, Logan Paul. I don't know who the hell is Logan Paul was. Is that the guy uh, that fought Mayweather? Yes, that's the guy. Uh, He's uh, a YouTube uh, sensation, thinking, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I found out about him because he was in the news because of the situation. Yeah. So he was doing a bunch of stupid things in Japan to begin yeah. with, like getting naked and, and throwing Pokeballs at Japanese trying to catch them. I'm like, come on, bro. So he goes to the forest on, um, I think it was like New Year's night, December 31st, 2017. And they're filming, they're filming, and they see a body hanging. And the problem with that was most people don't show it. He was showing it to his people, his YouTube fans. So people got upset with that, that he was so callous and and and, yeah, sensitive and he could take showing the body. So, you know, he got into some trouble with that. Did he apologize? He apologized on his YouTube channel and all that. So, you know, people want to see things sometimes, but they don't know how much they want to see. Like there was another one I was watching. It's about an hour long video I sent you guys to look at. There's four kids. They have a YouTube channel and it's called T-F-I-L, but they go into these odd places and they they spend the night and they try to experience things. So these kids go to the suicide forest. They get there. They see a van sitting there they look up on top the van, like in the forest, there's a camera, so a little infrared camera watching you. So I guess there's a camera watching people as they go in. So they're being monitored, right? Just on the outside. But as they go in, they're scared. Like three of these kids, they're like, we should go back, we should go back. And the one guy is like, our YouTube fans want us to go in and spend the night. So we're gonna go spend the night. So they spend the night until like 4, 17 in the morning, whatever, when the sun rises. So as they're going in, they're hearing growling noises. Their their flashlights begin to give out. It, oh. it, like they're down to it. Like their batteries are dying, and they're there for quite a few hours. So like, and they see all this tape. Like people had sections off tape to find the way out. So they brought their own tape so they could mark off their areas. So they're putting this pink tape on on certain parts of trees, going in, and then to a certain point in the video where maybe it's half an hour into this video, where they see a tent and they get scared and they turn back and the part they're, they're running because they hear a growling. And then they're like, no, we can't go. We, we got to go back and look at it. So they, they circle back around the 50 minute mark of this video and they get close to it and they're scanning the lights, whatever lights they have left at it. And they see the tent, a tent in the forest and they see a guy sitting up against a tree with his head tilted over. And one kid, he said, "I. they were contemplating, should I go and look at this? This is going to ruin my life. This is going to be, I'm going to think about this every time for the rest of my life. We really want to see, find something. Uh, And Uh. they found something, but they didn't go closer. I couldn't see anything in the video. And as they're leaving, they're like, who do we call? And they're like, cussing at each other. I'm like, I told you, I didn't want to see this. I didn't want to see this, this, this happiness thing. But they eventually find their way out and they have to figure out who to call, you know, to say, hey, there's a body. This is where you need to find it. But in the forest, there's an actual trail. And uh, uh, the trail that you go in, it's maybe half an hour in or something, but there's a rope sectioned off. And usually the rope, the kids certain video, has no sign on it. So I don't know, there, there should be like a sign saying, don't cross here, but there's just a rope. They crossed the rope and they found all this, these um, trails going off in different sections. Now, the thing about this is...
0: So they didn't find the body on, on
1: the route. They, they, found, they, they went no, on. Not, the,
2: no, it's never on the, on the route. route. It's always off to the sides.
1: Yeah, no. like in the movie, the forest that you told us to watch, same thing. They found tape taped off in on one section and then tape running into the forest. And the kids were like, wait a minute, why is it blocked off? How is that telling us to go this way? It's basically putting a gate up, saying this is where you need to find my, my body. Come find me is basically what they're saying with that tape. So when these kids were trying to get back out, half of the tape was missing. Like they found one tape that they marked off a tree, but the other ones, they couldn't find it. Somebody was removing their tape, it seems. So when they got back out, there was a car there, but stories happen like this, where people say that they've been walking into the forest. They would put the tape up and as they were trying to get back, their the lines are cut. So mm-hmm. either somebody's messing around with them, wants them to get lost, is it a ghost? Who knows? But uh, as I was getting into the story, there was actually two places in Japan that have a haunted story behind it. There was actually a castle that was built like uh, maybe uh, hundreds of years ago. It's called the Himji Castle. And there's a ghost there called the Okiku ghost. It's in the Okiku well. So the story goes like this. There was this girl named Okiku and she was charged or accused of losing dishes that were a family heirloom. So they killed her and threw her in the well, oh, right? That think so. touch t- much.
2: Yeah, right?
1: So they, they say that they, they hear her counting dishes disappointingly, like she's counting the dishes. So a part of the Japanese culture, what they believe is when they someone dies, like in a forest, you have to pr- produce certain rituals to let the body transfer on into the afterlife if you don't perform those rituals they stay back so if there's like say something like oh. a dish if they have a, a, a thought before they die if they have a like say the dishes there's one missing and they that's their last thought that what happened to the dish they'll continue living on in the afterlife counting dishes not able to complete what they wanted to complete so the family members of somebody who kills themselves or dies that perform the witch rules for that person and complete whatever they wanted to get completed. If they don't complete their Ooh. last thought before they die, they end up Repeating not passing that. on. So like Forever. if somebody kills, a samurai comes and kills your family member, your family has to go back and kill the samurais to get revenge to get the your, your family member to pass on to the athlete. But imagine that ghost man, okiku wow. in that well, counting dishes like one, two, Damn, where's the fourth
0: one? I can't find it. Whoa! Oh, I don't know, Whoa. man. This is- <laughs> you want to hear a random? Let me let me show you a random. Very depressing.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, right.
0: Super depressed. Let me show you a, random, um, uh-huh. yeah, right? depre- show you a random. That castle is amazing, boy. That castle was built uh, like I don't know,
1: back in like the four four eight hundreds. I don't know, hundreds of years ago, and they keep on developing. It got bombed. They got, got earthquakes, and they keep building it back. It hasn't got totally destroyed, but it's there. I want to go see this castle and find this well.
0: Whoa! People's suicide, cultural suicide is so weird, dude. Like like people it, it, okay, so I chilling out right now on the um, internet machine. We 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 doing podcast thingies, right? We 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 doing our thing in these, you know, center of Miami coming to you. So my great so first I was in Trinidad, then moved to Miami, right? My great, great, great wherever, grandma, the first one that come to Trinidad, her husband had died. And when her husband died, they were burning the body and the expectation was that she needed to jump her ass into those flames and kill herself. Wow. That was the ritual. And she was like, nope! Nope. (laughs) ain't doing it I don't nope. want that shit. Wow. Yeah, oh, I'm not gonna do yeah. that one. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do that one. That that sounds kind of stupid. Instead, I'm gonna leave <laughs> and I'm gonna roll yeah. and I'm gonna go <laughs> to Trinidad. <laughs> and she actually on the boat coming to Trinidad met the uh, great 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 granddad. And then you know there we go generations. It's the a way it I eventually it's a down the line, line. <laughs> but yeah, damn. I didn't yeah. realize that that expectation for suicide was such, like, a cultural thing. Like, you yeah. know, among so much different cultures. I know it was a big thing among India. Like, you know, it had, like, that loose thing where, where it was that expectation. Holy crap.
2: It's not I'm very depressing.
0: So, Bud, when you was looking into all these cases, the last one, mm-hmm. what was the, like, Around when did they stop releasing like the actual numbers oh. and stuff?
1: Last number I could get was 2010, but they said just recently, so they didn't really give us uh, have a specific yeah. date. but 2010 was the last date I could get. So who knows? People. Yeah,
2: the guy on the Vice documentary said that that's not really a place where locals go um, to to, kill, to commit suicide. That for a lot of locals that's viewed as a very creepy and haunting place um more recently so maybe it's you know people from other areas coming in to do it that's what the I didn't really look into that but that and obviously it's hard to find that data anyway but that's what the guy in the vice documentary that that you know kind of goes around the forest looking for people said
0: it's so weird like I tell you, one of the articles I was reading, it had something that they mentioned that like they'll have like they'll have class trips over there. Like, is that a school thing?
1: Yeah, school trips over there to the Suicide Forest. I'm like, <laughs> man, guys, just change the name. Change the name of the forest. Be like, you know, life is tough, Forest. <laughs>
2: what kind of? Do you know what kind of wildlife is in the forest, man yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Clay. What, what is it? Black bears? They say they have black bears there. Foxes, little rodents, deers. Like okay. the kids in the video ran across a deer in the forest. Oh,
2: deers are cute.
1: Yeah, right. And they have like they have a long list of animals in there that I was I was looking at. But um, uh,
0: squirrels. Yeah, no, like birds. that's. Is, I'm looking for the link I had right now, but that's the same thing I was reading. It was just like more squirrels and birds and you know like t- i didn't read bears buddy yeah yeah i was
2: gonna say like bears, bears are a big deal i'm surprised more bears aren't killing people in there <laughs>
0: right
1: they may be taking care of the remains you know
2: they, yeah Who knows
1: how many bodies could be in that forest that they haven't found yet maybe that's why they say that it's it's haunted because it was, according to the traditions if the body wasn't recovered and the rituals properly performed they, they'll be hunting that place
2: yeah in the vice documentary he does find a body and he says that he believes it was there a year or two so imagine all the unexplored areas where there might be remains um that just mm. haven't been found too it's a big mm. forest <laughs> and the and the way that most people are going to a forest kill themselves is by hanging i think uh
0: i'd read that one too
2: i think like overdosing on stuff is the second one, I think that's what that's my cat, color. Don't freak out or freak me out. <gasps> <laughs>
0: it's
1: a big cat, man. It's a big cat. Mm-hmm. Dude, but do you know there's also caves in that forest, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. I didn't know that. Ice caves. Ice, ice caves.
1: caves. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I went into an ice cave once back in um is in New Mexico. There's a volcano out there, hiked up to the volcano. It's like, okay, I didn't see much. Then they say you hike to the back of the volcano down a little bit into the back of it and it's all porous so it's like 80 degrees outside in the uh-huh. cave it's about 40 like 35 40 degrees and wow. there's this massive ice wow. wall in the back back in the 40s somebody decided to dig a hole in it back in like the 50s or so to see was behind there or oh, just more cave and ever since it dug that hole the wall began to collapse so when i got there there was only a little piece of a wall and an ice floor so in Japan, they have those same caves, because of the volcano, water gets in there, it freezes, like there's, I, I, let me see, the caves are called, I'm not even going to try, it. there's three caves. <laughs> Names are too complicated. <laughs> but I would like to go check that out sometime. That
2: is really cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures. It's really neat.
1: It all ends in ice cave. <laughs> ice cave.
2: It's very pretty. But
1: yeah, the, imagine what's out there, man.
0: Bigfoot, you think it will have like no, a chance can't. for Bigfoot, buddy, in the in the yeah, ice cave? Why not? Wouldn't you it be the
2: the yeti? Wouldn't the oh. yeti
0: be in the ice cave? Yeah, right. It's not. It, yeah, uh, on that side of the country, no. it's not Bigfoot. it is I
2: think
0: it's a yeti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, will be the yeti in the ice cave. We, we could. Do you
2: think me. the Shug Monkey is there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: where was he located again
2: uh england
0: uh, yeah. england you know but he
2: might have a private jet could.
0: i did read like like when the he trees it do you guys really think about the idea the, the forest being haunted though like it's you definitely think haunted
2: it's and haunted. i don't even mean like necessarily like, there's ghosts floating around but just the energy in there must be yeah. so awful and sad and i can't even i can just imagine that people must go in there and just cry like out of pure sadness you know like even if like people that are just going that are not in a suicidal state of mind it just seems just the not energy really, huh? has to be off mm-hmm. there's just so much death and sadness in that one place
1: Yeah, yeah a... it's, not, it's not pretty really you know, you walk in there, it's eerie.
2: Just it's the creepy look creepy.
1: of everything yeah. that I've seen so far. Yeah. It have like a... Let's go to
0: Japan. It I have would have love like, to go to Japan. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. It have like places and like just from like a real beast perspective, like it have places you would go to and you would walk through and it would have like an energy, a, a good and happiness and right. nature and you feel that sense, you know? Yeah. so you guys genuinely you all think that this place have the exact opposite
2: exact opposite mm-hmm. yeah exactly
0: wow all right yeah man <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah i'd be scared shitless just like those kids in that video I'm like mm-mm, mm-mm, no, yeah. no.
2: i can't even imagine going i mean i don't know that i would go there in so? the day but i would definitely not go at night and i don't even think i will go there in the day
1: i'll go with a large group Got to make okay. sure there's one slow person in the group
2: how long is the walk like if you hike it do you know how long it is
0: no
2: no yeah i don't either i do not see that
0: do it's you gonna... guys do you guys think it had like situations where i'm like i didn't see it in any of the cases khalid i don't know if you see it in in any of the cases but like i tell you the movie you had mentioned the forest right so the forest draw this idea and this is what i'm gonna ask you guys you all think like the, the 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 nature, the dark energy in the forest could have an influence on somebody who go in there with like a positive vibe. Like, okay, hey, I'm gonna go camping. Oh, I yeah. didn't know this place was haunted. Let me just go amazing? in here. Dum, 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 dum. And he go in there and he set up camp and he like, oh shit, I feeling like like somebody breathed on the back of my ears right now. <laughs>
1: Plane, come join me at the fire let's have a camp out people
0: whoever you are dressed in white <laughs> you guys in think you guys think that's the poverty forest
2: no i don't not not if you're not in a place already like if you're just a happy person number one why would you go camping there number two, <laughs> like places. out of Power all of places positive energy Like literally go camp outside of a Walmart before you camp there. Um, But no, I think if you're in a good state of mind, I can see if you're like right on the edge, how it might push you to to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're just in a happy, not suicidal mood, that I think you'll be okay. I just think it's depressing. Like I can't imagine wanting to be there.
0: Colin, did you watch the movie, dude? I watched half of it. I uh, haven't finished watching it. <laughs> and, and you're not going to He was like, uh, half it? Uh, I'm, I'm done. Well, I'll
1: watch. Uh, let's see how it happens at the end. Does she find her twin sister? I don't know yet. We will find
0: out. Because I end up watching, a, a, like I wanted to, I'm not going to sell it out for you. I'd see it ways back, right? And I wanted Is it to an watch American it. movie? Yeah, man. Is with um, it's with the girl from Game of Thrones, right? Oh, yeah, that's what she's yeah, from. right? Game of okay, Thrones, your face, girl, man. Yeah, but anyway, she didn't go in there with those with those. Uh, well, the premise of the movie was she didn't go, she, it was messed up. She was looking for a sister, but it was actually like. Haunting stuff, man. And I wouldn't like sell out a movie to you because you're watching it right now, even though it's like sell it out, man. It's all good. Five (laughs) hundred years. No, I can't sell it out to you because I don't recall. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like I wanted to rewatch it. And you know what I end up watching? Um, Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. I don't know what that is. No, you don't you don't want to know what that is.
2: Can I tell you that the movie The Forest has a ten percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Ooh, ten percent. That's a bad thing, right?
2: That's terrible, terrible, really bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, these readings, I don't know. I want to say Matthew McConaughey had do something with like um, Suicide Forest, and I don't remember. I don't don't remember. I'm not too sure.
2: Let's see, let's look that up. We got the trusty internet. Yeah, it's a movie called The Sea of Trees.
0: Oh, right, yeah yeah I, I was, like what year was that
2: 2015 but it feels like it's a light-hearted comedy because well, yeah. but it Light says that, comedy. no i'm joking but it says after <laughs> traveling to japan's Ak- Akigahara forest a troubled teacher meets a mysterious stranger who takes him on a life-changing journey of love discovery and redemption
1: it sounds positive
2: it sounds nice it's on hulu yeah. um if anybody has
0: yeah, to do one on that one.
2: I'd i watch that. It has a 17% rating on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, no, no, no good movies made on, no. on the trees. But the one with Game of Thrones go, I don't it was decent, dude. Like if you could watch it, like I wanted to rewatch it. I just didn't get a second, you know. Mm. The 10% right. one? The ten percent one. I I I remember watching it and being like, man, (laughs) isn't that bad? Okay. Patty, you have any uh, closing thoughts on the uh, the cedar trees, the suicide forest, the nature of its enigma, the craziness behind the trees itself?
2: Not really. Nothing that we haven't already said. I guess it just seems like a terrible place to be, to be, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, my thought is, you know, it, it may have some spirits there for sure. I'm, I'm thinking that's a, a thing, but maybe some of it can be explained scientifically also, you know, like they say when you walk in there with your compass, it, it doesn't work, you know, but if, if you put it on the floor, they say it won't work because of the magnetic field in the, in the, the lava. But if you hold it at a normal height, you can, it works fine. You could find your way around that spot. But um, yeah, I believe there are some, some things going on in that forest. Would I want to be there by myself? Heck no. Would I bring friends? Yes. Uh, Camp out. and Check some things out. Come there with some positive energy and
0: see what happens in the morning. Do you feel? I would do a, it. Hear, hear this question, buddy. Hear this question, right? Mm-hmm. You feel Like the nature of the forest, it's more prone to having negative energy because of the way it was formed, like the lava flowing down and the porous rocks and like all the the actual fire that burned this forest into existence. It was just pure destruction. And it it, it lent an environment that could breed more bad vibes. You think that's the case?
1: There's the people that brought the bad vibes. This forest just being like, "Hey, I'm a cool forest. Look at me!" And then people come and kill themselves, and they name it terribly, you know, "suicide forest."
0: I, so, you know. When I read that thing about the Golden Gate Bridge, and that that true, uh, that whole idea, the perception of the forest being a forest, being like you know this scary ass place, you know, it it it. Put a perception to a bit more haunting, like you know. You any comparisons?
1: Like what's the number? Don't have. Oh, we don't have a number for like the Golden Glade Bridge or how many people jump off. That's why anytime what? I'm driving by a bridge now, I see somebody like they're doing something by the bridge. just wind the window down and like, hey, don't jump, you know. I'm, wind back I'm up. here. Just, yeah, don't jump. They could be fishing. Who knows? Whatever.
0: It's just a thing to yell at people. Yeah. Right. I'm double checking just to see if Golden. No, I don't think. You know what we
2: didn't talk about, and I didn't read about it too much, but supposedly there's these um, demons. Did you guys read? They're like birds.
0: Did you guys read about
2: that? No. Oh my gosh. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Give me a second. Hmm,
0: Uh, Like, I I, I see plenty of the uh, words and the phrases that we had already (laughs) butchered, you know, but it was all about ghosts. I didn't see anything having to do with like birds. I'm
2: going to find the name.
1: Just it's called, oh, the the, uh, the animal was called the Asian black bear, by the way, that's in there. Oh, for real. Yeah.
2: So it's reportedly the home to the Tengu is what it's called. And it's a mythical Japanese bird demon.
0: Oh, bird demon.
2: That's supposed to be there as well, as well as like the spirits and the hauntings of, of people.
1: What does the bird do? Anything it says it does to people?
2: Uh, they're supposedly disruptive demons is what it says. And I mean, you guys should look at the image when you get a chance, because they are it looks like a bird kind of, but it also kind of looks like a person. So it's kind of creepy.
0: And what's it called again?
2: Tengu. T-E-N-G-U.
0: Oh, wow. The Tengu demon.
2: They're traditionally depicted with both human and avian characteristics.
0: Oh, wow. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's supposed to be in there as well.
0: Look at that. Fancy that.
1: Fancy that. Would that be considered a um, a cryptid?
2: Issa?
0: I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that's that like kind of ghost type of deal. I don't think it's uh-huh. like a... Yeah, like uh, cryptids would be like the Bigfoot that live in the ice cave. You know, it would have to mm-hmm. be like the idea actually being like something that walk around and really don't have a, 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 like a agenda, a good or bad. Like it'll probably kill people, but because it was hungry. Because okay. it being num-num. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So that was our look into the sea of trees. We'll be catching you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. I'll be back.